Hello, hello, and welcome to the Impact Investing in Tech podcast. Today, I'm here with a very, very special guest. Her name is Nisa Amoyles, and I'm so excited to have her today. Uh, so she's a managing partner of 800X Ventures. Uh, she's advisor of Dragonfly Capital, a leading $2 billion global crypto VC and hedge fund. Uh, she well has an amazing experience uh, as investors uh, over a decade in tech for venture capitalists and family office investment, which is amazing. And uh, well, uh, again, she has an amazing career. Um, I know that she wrote for, uh, she writes for Forbes. Uh, she's a regular contributor of the CNBC, Fox, uh, Cheddar, Bloomberg, and many, many others. And that's not all. Uh, I mean, she got all also amazing awards, uh, Women in FinTech Power List, Top 50 Global Blockchain Tough Leaders, and many, many others uh, awards as well. So again, I'm so, so excited, Nisa, to have you uh, here today with me and welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So first of all, uh, of course, we want to hear everything. <laughs> so let us uh, know a little bit more about you and your background. Sure, sure. So I started out as a corporate um, securities lawyer. And um, then I moved over to the business side, uh, working for Barry Diller in the early 2000s, um, investing in Web2 companies. And then um, I eventually joined venture capital funds and, uh, you know, was investing in technology and then um, exclusively investing in blockchain and crypto for the past six years. And uh, it's very helpful uh, to be a securities lawyer in um, understanding risk management in that space, uh, especially given what we've seen in the past couple of weeks. And so, yeah, that's that's basically um, I'm I'm in, involved in the global DCA, which is a self-regulatory organization um, for the crypto industry and um, a bunch of other boards, and and uh, it's all very fun. So, thanks. <laughs> that's great. And um, well, I know that uh, your passion is not just about technology, but it's also impact. So how did you did you start with impact and how do you find a way to match together uh, these two amazing area technology and impact? Right. Well, when I first got into blockchain, um, it was uh, as an alternative means to the system that was uh, only giving 2% of capital to women and, um, you know, all about financial inclusion and, um, you know, the arbitrage opportunities that are, are available to investors as they invest in women. And so I, um, that was really what uh, initially I was intrigued with is that we were creating a financial system that was outside the traditional rules so that uh, Web3 would be more inclusive than Web2. And so uh, that, was, that was the initial impact area. But as I started to go deeper into the technology, 
there were all these other use cases that were not getting attention from um, traditional crypto investors who were just, you know, mostly chase, chasing um, token speculation and yield. Um, and there's a place for that, but there was also a place for all these other entrepreneurs that were coming from different industries, uh, you know, climate and, and carbon offset, um, supply chain uh, issues, and um, also like legal title and identity issues that really uh, set up this fund to invest in, in those areas um, that I felt were undershopped and undervalued and where, uh, again, there were arbitrage opportunities. And so, you know, that's that's what uh, we've invested in, uh, particularly at a fun one, um, you know, 15 great companies that are uh, really using this technology in so many different areas and ways and uh, excited to see those companies grow and more attention uh, being placed on this um, from maybe coming from impact, traditional impact investors who maybe don't understand this technology well enough to know how it could help, or, or even crypto investors who are now starting to pay more attention, uh, especially on the climate side. That's a, a really amazing topic. And uh, uh, I mean, I was really, uh, well, surprised in one way, but in a, in a great way, uh, when, when we discussed about your fund and you told me, well, uh, you know, we have uh, six unicorns in our fund and it's a, a crypto impact fund. Uh, I said, okay, I, I really need to have you in my podcast and talk about that because, um, uh, you know, a lot of people believe that, uh, uh, wrongly believe that because we are talking about impact, uh, you are not going to get maybe a return of investment or uh, they're not going to be a huge business uh, like, you know, in, in other uh, fintech or tech situation or crypto as well. Uh, so I think it's amazing. And I really want to know a lot of more about these six unicorns. Well, so, in, in, you know, so we're not completely an impact fund. Um, we try and do our best, but we're not ESG approved. Um, and, you know, these unicorns that we have have been in different areas, mostly infrastructure along the way. The companies in the fund are still pretty young. Um, so, you know, they're, they're still at their earliest stages. But in 2018, when we were investing in, in companies that nobody wanted to fund then, you know, the, those, those turned out to be unicorns now. So, uh, you know, the, the idea is that these companies that are in the fund will also grow to be um, very big and, and very important. And, you know, um, I think we're starting to see that as I see... Um, Andreessen has followed on and led a, a bunch of deals that we've early investors in, and they're they're starting to do that now as well. So that's very exciting. Oh yeah, and um, well, a few uh, well, a few more details about you said that uh, you are not an ESG. Uh, label fund uh, right. and I mean there is a lot of discussion around this topic again um, because um, for example a lot of uh, funds that are ESG labeled are not really keen to uh, 
I would say invest in something that is new, like or uh, more like infrastructure or this kind of fund. They have this set criteria, and they tend to invest only uh, like to see um, the uh, a certain change in the business. Uh, for example, oh, this company invests a little bit more in diversity, so now uh, they are ESG. I can invest in them and set these criteria. Um, do you think that it might be a bit limited uh, when you think about impact uh, to just uh, uh, be on this uh, set of criteria instead of maybe, again, uh, fund business because they have a business model that make impact and not just because they are okay with this criteria? What do you think uh, about that? I, I think it's always, you know, returns focus first. And you're right that a lot of people do think that if you're doing something impact that you're like a charity or you're not going to make returns first. And I mean, I think that that traditionally in ESG, there was a lot of greenwashing and a lot of, um, you know, these, these, you're right, they have their traditional buckets. They don't necessarily understand yet how new technologies can help with impact. Um, so they need to learn. Right. And, um, and that's what is so exciting is like these companies that are using the technology in these innovative edge use case ways that ultimately have some secondary effects of impact. Um, so, you know, we don't really need to, to have that greenwashing or ESG stamp of approval and say, you know, this is an impact fund. It will become obvious to everybody in time that it is. Oh, yeah, I'm totally agree with that. And uh, um, I think one of the very difficult things that a lot of investors ask to has uh, is how do you choose a company? How do you say, okay, this is a company that make an impact uh, and they have a return of investment. So again, it's not charity, it's an investment, uh, but uh, we choose them because they are doing something good as well. Uh, what is your criteria in choosing yeah, this no, company? That, that is our criteria. It's, it, you know, we're early stage investors, so it's really all about the team. We know that they're going to pivot. We know that, um, you know, things are going to change along the way. So, uh, we want them to have that passion and grit for solving that unique problem and, and why they're uniquely suited to solve that problem. And, and then also why now, what, you know, what has changed in the marketplace that makes this a good time for that type of investment? Is it, um, you know, regulatory changes? Uh, was there a new technology breakthrough that allowed this to happen in this case? Yes. Right. And, um, you know, are there political concerns? Uh, you, you know, in Europe, climate is a big um, policy, right? And so, so we're seeing a lot of startups in Europe uh, who, are, who are working on um, climate change. You know, we have a bunch in our portfolio already, like Climate X and IOMOB and um, uh, Blockchain Triangle. Um, so, you know, so we see a lot more companies that are really, you know, working and using the technology to solve what was never before possible to do. Oh, absolutely. And um, well, how do you think crypto and, and the blockchain world can make an impact uh, and really do something well, that is I, I different? Mean, 
tokenization uh, changes people's behavior and incentives. So for instance, if you have some you know, tokenization of carbon offset or, or rewards for carbon offset or, or financialized uh, structured products or instruments that you can create with secondary liquidity, I, there's all these different ways now that um, crypto and blockchain um, can be applied to these use cases. About the uh, the crypto world, as you as you said, you have a lot of experience uh, in the legal side as well. So, um, do you think, uh, especially in the U.S. right now, there are a lot of uh, movement around what is happening and what you can do and what you cannot do? Uh, so, how do you see the future um, in the crypto legislation and maybe together with the impact legislation? How do you see Uh, in the next few years, uh, uh, things changing about cryptos and impact? Well, the Biden administration uh, is very focused on infrastructure and ESG and climate and, and other areas. And, you know, the executive order came out a few months ago, uh, just calling for responsible innovation without specifics as to, you know, which regulator uh clarity on token taxonomy, um, that's still all being legislated right now. Um, we've seen the SEC be, being aggressive on enforcement actions. Um, and uh, there's some question about their, you know, the constitutionality of that now. But I think there's, there's a lot of different regulators in the US at least that have their hand in it. And Um, especially with what happened uh, last week with Luna, UST, Terra, uh, you know, an algorithmic stablecoin. Stablecoin legislation was already yeah. on, on the agenda and now will be accelerated. Um, and it remains to be seen whether there will be a differentiation between algorithmic and collateralized stablecoin in the legislation. So, You know, there's, that's one example. DeFi is another example. There's been, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, subpoenas slash lawsuits involved in, in, you know, and KYC for uh, investors. And, you know, uh, what, what remains to happen there is also uh, going to unfold. But uh, shout out to the global DCA uh, where uh, I'm on the board and it's a self-regulatory organization that not only focuses on U.S. legislation, but global legislation as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think um, for a, uh, I mean, a business angel or a, a regular investors that doesn't have, um, well, uh, all the abilities because maybe uh, like you is not, uh, <laughs> is not in the legal side or, um, or do not have uh, the resource of checking all uh, the legal side. I think it's not maybe easy to uh, invest in crypto and decide, okay, this is good uh, on the paper, but maybe it's not legal. Uh, this is, seems, <laughs> I know, especially in the US right now. Yes. Uh, do you think this is a huge uh, disincentive for, uh, for in, um, investors that are not uh, maybe, uh, well, into a fund or in investing in a VC or in, a, uh, well, in some other ways, but they invest by themselves? Do you think uh, yes. 
It is a huge disadvantage, uh, which is why I always say you should uh, invest in a fund that has a high level of uh, understanding of legalities and risk management. And, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, things going on in, in the venture world that are irresponsible on that front because, uh, you know, a lot of these funds have been sued and, and uh, whether or not it's frivolous, you still need to pay for the lawsuit, uh, which comes out of money invested in the funds. So I think um, it's a huge advantage that I'm a lawyer and that I'm involved in regulation that I'm able to, uh, you know, put that filter on uh, when investing in different companies. So it's always this, uh, you know, forward looking, take big bets um, and try and see the future, but also understand not to invest in something uh, that's illegal or going to blow up or, you know, as we've seen happen with many other people. Yeah, 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 and I'm agree with you, uh, especially in this area, which is kind of gray right now. There is a lot of gray area that you don't know what will happen in the future. But of course, if you have uh, a legal background, you can see between the line what is happening and uh, how to well choose the right uh, the right company without being sued or anything else, <laughs> of course. And um, well. Um, I know that you are launching the uh, second fund right now. Uh, yes. Do you want to tell us a bit more about your fund and what is happening? Oh, well, it's the same, uh, same idea, just bigger. Um, just to be able to support more great entrepreneurs, uh, which, you know, we, we want to do um, to see this ecosystem grow, uh, to have the privilege of, backing people and, and helping them um, in, a, in a number of different ways, go to market. And, you know, that's, that's just what we want to do. And in fact, the fact that it's a bear market now is, is actually helpful. You know, you see the best vintages in venture and bear markets. Uh, we see a lot of the froth go away, <clears throat> which is good. And you see the real builders and the real passionate people stick around and um, continue to build. And that's what we like, you know, it's, it's actually better for us. Yeah, that was my next question. <laughs> you just anticipated. Yeah, because of <laughs> course, with uh, well, what happened with Luna, which was uh, kind of crazy and sudden also. And, uh, and of course, with the, well, in the winter market, it's always a bit, you know, a lot of investors say, maybe I need to wait, maybe it's not the time. Uh, and then you see all the titles and the headlines, all oh, crypto are scams and all these things. Uh, but the truth is, as you said, this is the best time to invest uh, instead. Uh, and uh, you have like this moment of cleaning uh, in, in a way, uh, and, and it's, very, very good. Absolutely. And um, what about the impact industry on the other side? Uh, what do you think is growing? It's uh, uh, in its, uh, well, in which stage do you think is the impact industry right now in the US? Oh, it's definitely growing. You know, I, I don't think there's as much focus in the US and Asia as there is in Europe on climate. And um, so that's this been interesting to just see geographically the split there, um, mm. but but it's definitely um, you know diversity talk about financial inclusion that's all that's growing, 
uh, at least the talk about it is growing. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think uh, like DeFi, for instance, you know, uh, the whole talk in, in the beginning, the narrative about financial inclusion and bank the unbanked and, and you know, you don't, you don't have to be excluded anymore from the financial system. Um, but, but it's hard to use still. So, so there are, you know, mostly just insiders using it still, but hopefully over time that, that goes in that direction. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, uh, I think something that, um, you're not the first person that complain about this, these things. Um, I just interviewed, um, Fabio Scacciavillani uh, a week ago, and he was um, he, he was a former the former um, uh, manager of the um, Oman uh, um, uh, Sovereign Fund, and he now working in uh, in the impact space as well, opening his own fund. Uh, and uh, he also said, "Well, you know, uh, in in his case, we're talking about Europe." And he said, "Yeah, uh, I mean, there is a lot of people that are talking about." impact that they said they love impact but i see more people talking than doing <laughs> that's true do, do you think it's the same so for for us as well it's not just I, europe absolutely no not just europe <laughs> well i mean i i really hope that uh well these things will change soon but i mean um there are a lot of um investment or prospect of investment in, in impact. But what I uh, always say, say is that um, the crossroad between impact and new technology, especially blockchain and crypto is, uh, is amazing. And you can really see how blockchain and crypto can accelerate this impact. Uh, and uh, um, you mentioned um, financial inclusion. Uh, it's something that you uh, are focusing or you prefer? It's, uh, one the, it's one of the areas we focus on, right? And um, so which are the areas? So financial inclusion and climate uh, are the no, two main areas? Or? No, it's broad. Um, it's it's opportunistic and broad. So I wouldn't say we just focus on that. Um, you know, we have companies in biometrics that we've invested in, you know, helping with identity and security. Um, there are companies disrupting either mortgage title or automobile title um, that we've invested in. There are companies in supply chain helping to solve some of the delays in the fraud in supply chain using the technology. It's, it's, you know, it's very opportunistic. It's very broad. There's gaming and metaverse companies as well. Um, some DeFi, you know, it's, it's really across the board, any kind of opportunity that we see that uh, we think is, is potential for a hundred X return. <laughs> yes, 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 that's pretty good. And uh, well, you mentioned now metaverse, uh, which is another uh, quite uh, hot topic right now. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think uh, metaverse will be? Uh, well, what, what will be the role of metaverse uh, in impact investing, uh, in your opinion? Well, I think that, uh, like back to your point about financial inclusion, you can have different identity in the metaverse. You can, uh, you know, the metaverse doesn't care, uh, you know, kind of what bank you belong to or what 
country you're from or what they, they care about your wallet address really um so you can be performing all these functions in the metaverse that you were never able to uh based on you know whatever country you were in or or your true identity etc so i think there will be a role to play uh things we can't even imagine right now um you know, and just look at Axie Infinity and play to earn and how much, you know, that helped people. So I, and nobody could have thought about that like a few years ago, right? So I think yeah. that there, there will be more and more use cases like that um, unveiling themselves. Yeah, I mean, um, well, when you look at the numbers of uh, Axie Infinity and uh, and the concert that they have on Fortnite, it's, it's amazing yeah. in just a matter of, a couple of years they they reach goals that uh well we, we thought probably that we see maybe in some c5 films and that's it but the metaverse um is coming uh i mean um there are again a lot of um controversial opinion on the metaverse about is good is bad uh what will be our life with the metaverse uh, uh what's your opinion uh, in that i think most of the bad that i've heard comes from meta um you know facebook trying to, to rebrand and control the metaverse i haven't really seen uh, any real other bad press about the metaverse i mean i think mostly people are really excited about it and uh excited about the potential for uh, different business models and um, I think what's interesting is that, you know, in the real world, we flex using cars or clothing or bags or whatever it is. And in the metaverse, it's, it's going to be the same thing. You're just flexing, maybe using, you know, your uh, CryptoPunk or your Bored Ape or right now it's that, but, but it's going to be also um, luxury brands and clothes on your avatar as you spend more and more time uh, in the digital world, which we all are anyway. Um, and that will just continue. So, uh, you know, I, I'm really excited to see how this all plays out. Uh, me too, me too. I can't wait to see <laughs> what will be next for Metaverse and uh, Web3. Of course, they are really interlinked. So right. uh, it will be a huge, huge revolution. I am expecting something bigger uh, than the uh, than the event of internet in the 90s. So we'll right. see, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, even and, if you think about like ownership or, or the internet of value, which is really Web3, right? You, you think about starving artists is a term that we have always had in our, in our vocabulary. That term may go away in the metaverse, right? <laughs> like artists can now partake in the ownership and they don't have to wait until they're, until they've passed away to, you know, to reap some of that. And so, yeah, just, just, that's just one example, I think, of impact. Yes, uh, I mean, there is a, a wide range of impact when we talk about this new technology. Um, I think uh, I probably sometimes be, the, be a bit sad when I, uh, when I see that um, it's not mainstream yet. When I talk with a lot of my friends back in Italy, uh, they look at me like, I'm not really understand your industry. What, what are you doing? <laughs> What's right. meta and, and, and blockchain? And uh, so right. um, when do you think we, we will reach this, this mainstream knowledge about what is really happening, which is a great revolution? 
Yes. Uh, well, I think that NFTs really helped with that, uh, usher in more people into, you know, Whereas before, it was like crypto, DeFi, it was a little bit of an echo chamber. Uh, it's like people who really cared about that, but but like most of the mainstream people didn't really care or weren't getting excited. It was only when like they started to involve sports or or movies or fashion or celebrities or you know everything that NFTs really ushered in that think conversation became more mainstream. I think that's going to continue. I don't know when. It will hit a billion users, or, or uh, I don't think anybody really can make predictions in crypto about things like that. But, but it's definitely happening. And uh, you know what? What was the old saying? It's like uh, if you think something's going to take ten years or one year or ten years, but it's always like faster than you think ten years is going to happen, and always longer than the one year or something like that. I think that <laughs> we're, we're in that phase now. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, do you do you think uh, that um, because, for example, internet was really related with uh, communication and socials, and uh, uh, all these changing about uh, Web three, for example, are really more related with uh, finance, uh, uh, with ownership and assets. It might be uh, maybe uh, one of the reason why uh, people. Uh, didn't grasp uh, really because the impact on their daily life uh, is right. not there yet. That's right. That's right. That's exactly what I was saying. And um, well, what do you think will uh, will be uh, so about impact? Just our last question. Uh, so, what do you think um, the impact market need uh, in this moment to go to the next step? So have more people involved, uh, have more funds involved and all these things. What, what do you think is the, the push uh, yeah, that I, we need I, to do? Yeah, I definitely think um, as more and more people, you know, if only media could focus more on these other use cases as opposed to like mainstream media headlines like crypto is over, it's going to zero. Uh, you know, it just It just doesn't really like, you know, shine a light on what's actually being built. And uh, I think if, if we can get the word out to more people about the exciting technology and the other use cases, that would go a long way towards um, getting more capital behind these, these initiatives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then again, uh, about the mainstream. <laughs> Do you think right. we need to get the people there as well? To well, the people the are there of- and they're coming. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, you know, from all, building from all sides at this point. So, um, well, as we said today, um, sometimes it's really better, especially when you invest in crypto and all this uh, uh, very, very new technology, uh, maybe invest in a fund instead of go by your own. Um, so if someone wants to get in contact with you and learn more about your fund and what you are doing uh, uh, about cryptos and impact, how sure. can they get uh, in contact uh, with you? So it's Nisa, N-I-S-A, at a100x.com. 
Perfect. Thank you so much. We're going to put, uh, of course, under the, uh, the podcast, uh, all your details and everything. And uh, so uh, thank you. Thank you very thank much you, uh, for really being here today. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, I really hope you enjoyed this interview. If you did, go to newsletter.impactintech.org and subscribe to our updates and videos. Spread the voice of Impact in Tech. Be part of the community. Let's make an impact together every day as we build up the Impact Nation.